before we start, I just wanted to leave here a trigger warning because, of course, in this podcast, or at least in this episode, we are going to be talking about topics like death, um, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, suicide. So if any of those topics is triggering for you, I recommend that you do not listen to this pod, to this episode and come back on the next one. Welcome back to the Press Play podcast series. This is an installment from the Stony Brook Press, which is Stony Brook University's campus culture and music magazine. This will be our first episode of the fall 2022 semester. We've drafted a bunch of different ideas that we want to cover across this semester. You'll hear from a various um, amount of students about what we've decided to talk about. So, my name is Lauren Canavan. I'm a music editor here at Stony Brook at the Stony Brook Press. Um, I'll go around and have the other people introduce themselves. Hello, everyone. You might know me from the previous episodes. I'm Rafael Crivenel, and I'm the fellow music editor to Lauren. Um, and I'm really excited for this semester. I think we're going to have a lot of fun things to talk about. And Lauren and I are also planning on bringing some professionals within the music area to um, interview here. So I think it's going to be a really cool um, semester. Okay, and I'm Jay Montalto. I'm the managing editor and multimedia editor at the Sony Rick Press. Um, I think I've only been on one episode of Press Play previously. Um, but I really enjoyed it a lot, so I'm glad to be here again. I'm Dmitry Krabrov. I'm a junior. This is my first time doing a podcast. Uh, I know you're not supposed to have any dead air, so good luck with that. Um, yeah, the topic today, do do I get into that? or Okay, so we're talking about artists that died too young. As Dimitri said, today we are talking about artists that died too soon, artists that, um, and just to clarify that, we mean artists that actually died. Um, I'm clarifying it because during our pitch meeting, um, one person asked me, oh, are we doing about artists who's actually died or artists whose careers died? And even though I think that artists whose careers died is interesting, today we're doing about artists who actually died. And... I'm going to jump in um, because I'm the host of this. Uh, so I wanted to start talking about, I think, the most classic um, case or situation when it comes to uh, artists that died too soon. I think this person is probably one of the first people that comes um, in mind when we talk about that topic, which is um, Amy Winehouse. Um, I wanted to start with her because I feel like it wouldn't be a podcast about this topic if we didn't talk about her. Um, for those of you who don't know, Amy Winehouse was a British um, singer and songwriter. She, um, she started her career really young. Um, she actually didn't go to a traditional school. She went to, um, she went to an arts. I, I don't know if it was a high school or just a school district. I don't know how it works in the UK. But um, she went to an arts school and she ended up becoming a professional artist. She was really successful in her career, even though it was a very short career. Um, she re released two studio albums, um, the most famous of them being Back to Black from 2006, I think. 
Um, I'm not really sure. One of those, one of her albums was her, was from 2006. But I know that she no, the, her debut was from 2006, and Back to Black was from um, later on. And um, she won Grammys. She won the Grammy for Best New Artist in I don't know if now if it was in 2007 or 2008, but she won the Grammy for that. She had a bunch of hits, and um, the negative aspect of her career and of her entire life was that she had a really bad um alcohol addiction addiction and that ended up causing a lot of problems for her personally and it ended up in with her death i remember that in the years um and in the months um previous to her death there was a lot of talking about her situation and yeah i would just wanted to throw her story to the table first to start this topic yeah so one of the things that comes to mind obviously amy winehouse was a treasure that was lost way too soon um i have memories of when i was young just listening to back to black on a cd in my car with my parents because it's such um a coveted and kind of historic album like when she she lived her life um on like high speed basically let's put it like that for now like she really kind of skyrocketed to this superstardom and then right when she was at like the peak was when she unfortunately lost her battle with addiction not only to alcohol if i'm not mistaken but also drugs and there are a few really sad videos online um that actually show her showing up for these performances and she just can't even get her own words out on the stage. Like she is so, like she is a walking um, red flag in that sense that like it was just really sad to see how she kind of disintegrated into this shell of a person because of this addiction. And I think unfortunately coming off as, I'm also a huge Demi Lovato fan and i'm not taking the spotlight away from amy winehouse but i also just listened to a podcast um with demi lovato on it where she talks about when you're that young and you're making money and you have exposure to anything you can ever want used it, it starts to get to your head and when you're a young woman in the industry um, there are certain expectations that are held. There are expectations that you're going to show up to parties, that you're going to be the life of the party and all this stuff. And the reality is, sadly, a lot of people don't figure out what the impact of alcohol or drugs is to their own bodies until they try it. And then unfortunately, it's too late. And I think that we'll talk about a bunch of other people tonight that it's just really sad that that has played such a huge role in music industry culture because it really has resulted in us losing a, a bunch of treasures across all genres across years and years um way way too soon so i just wanted to jump in really quickly just to give the facts um correct so her debut album was frank from 2003 um, then Back to Black was from 2006 and um, she died in 2011. The thing I find interesting about when you guys bring up Amy Winehouse and kind of the point that you're making, Lauren, is like, why is nobody like trying to help in a way? And I feel like, you know, you see these people and it's a walking red flag. She even had a song about like not wanting to go to rehab and stuff like that. And like, that's really, I just feel like it's such, it's so heartbreaking that it's, something that probably like could have been helped and people just let it happen and let it burn out. You know what I mean? How much of that do you think has to do with like this glamour that people have around 
addiction and kind of the tortured artist. Cause like when I was doing my hour of research before this podcast that I forgot was going to happen, like one of the most common causes of death is like multi like drug use, like heroin, like oxy fentanyl, that kind of thing. And it's like, I feel like there's, there's this romance about like burning out that way. So what do you guys think about? Yeah. I also think in a way, like, is it that it's, I I agree that it's probably romanticized in a way, but I also think that um, it's probably a means of coping with the reality of being like on, like in the public eye like that and the feeling of loneliness that comes with that. And I feel like a lot of people might resort to drug use in a way and as a means of coping. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying, Jane. And I also think to, to your point, Dimitri, like, I think, I think it's a really scary juxtaposition, right? Because I think there is that glamorization of drugs and drinking and partying. And like, if you can do that and maintain a career, then you're the ultimate rock star. Forget genre. Like rock star is a term really that's used for anybody who's like on the top of the world in, in terms of their, um, specific genre or even their field. And it's sad because it's like you do that, but then you start to realize that what doing these drugs and and drinking all of this alcohol abusing these substances makes you think that it's helping you it's taking off the edge it's taking off the edge of being in the public eye all the time um like jane was saying but the, the sad thing is obviously there's something much darker and more dangerous hidden underneath that but speaking about amy winehouse death um amy winehouse is part of a group of artists called the 27 club which are all artists that died when when they were 27 and um already kind of doing a transition for us to speak about other artists um some of the artists that are part of that group are brian jones jimi hendrix um jim morrison kurt cobain Jean-Michel Basquiat, janice joplin so um basically it's a group of people who all died at when they were 27 years of age and it's really sad but it's also really curious and interesting to think of how much um people like famous people died at that age and i think that again if we're doing a podcast about artists that died too soon this club couldn't go unmentioned we actually considered doing a podcast only about them but then we decided to expand it to all artists that died too soon and i really think like this like the age of 27 this is a reflection of how hard your early 20s can be if you don't receive um correct emotional support if you don't receive correct guiding and um guidance and if you don't like you know like if you don't take care of yourself i think that's really um a reflex of that because reflection of that because um you know, like our 20s is when we've probably this is when we are first being exposed to like um, exotic environments, you know, environments that will take us off of our comfort zone and we are not mature yet. So that's why I think it's really um, that's why I think probably a lot of people died at the age of 27. So something that you just mentioned is how things can go downhill pretty quickly if you don't take care of yourself. But I think just to expand on that thought, I think there's a certain stipulation that comes when you get famous really young that it comes to a point where sometimes it feels nearly impossible to take care of yourself because when you're in the public eye and you're set to certain standards, a lot of things 
there are a lot of things that slip really, really fast. And even let's take it down to a completely different setting. As college students, there are things that you know, mental health can slip sometimes because we have too much homework. So if on the smaller scale, we can't, you know, maintain some sort of personal equilibrium because of stress of homework, I can't imagine what would be happening for these young artists that are just skyrocketing to fame pretty much overnight. I mean, something that I found crazy, I recently watched a documentary um, just completely randomly. Um, I turned on a documentary that was about Janet Jackson. And of course, she highlighted um, parts of her brother's careers throughout it. And they were mentioning when they really hit it big, they had bought this like mansion and the Jackson 5 were on top and they... um, were inviting all these A-list celebrities over their house and they were coming and like the Jackson 5 were like teenagers and two of the Jackson brothers walked into a bedroom in their house for like a break to get a break from all of the party that was going out on outside and David Bowie turned to them and was like looking to hand them a certain substance and was like, do you want to try something? And like these are two young impressionable, impressionable boys and they denied it at the time. But that is a very, that's very probable that something like that happened to, to, to many different people where it's just weaved into the culture. I mean, here are these boys probably starstruck that someone like David Bowie is even at their house. The Jackson five, they weren't necessarily an overnight sensation, but I would say they climbed to fame pretty quickly after having a couple of television appearances. And now David Bowie is in their presence and is like, they didn't they didn't even they couldn't even identify what substance it was they don't even remember because they were so young but they just remember him in the bedroom partaking in something and offering it to them and i just think just hearing a story like that makes me like sick to my stomach yeah and then like to them like it's david bowie like he's like a god amongst men like in their eyes so like obviously it's like it's basically like oh in a way peer pressure to like such an insane level and i just think it's an interesting point though like what both of you guys were saying about you know the age and stuff like that and like for me that's like what six years away being 27 and that's just like i don't know like it just really puts it into perspective when you realize you're like oh shit like that's not that far off from where we're all at you know So to move forward a little bit, one of the names that Raphael had mentioned was in the 27 Club was Kurt Cobain, who was the front man of the rock band Nirvana. And he, the drummer of Nirvana was Dave Grohl, who is now the front man of the Foo Fighters. So obviously that struck heartstrings with the world when uh, Kurt Cobain passed away. It was way too young. He was also a known abuser of drugs, but... He passed away, if I'm not mistaken, where that the same thing. The band was kind of on the top of the world. They had songs that were charting. People were resonating with them. They were not even necessarily quite in the rock category. They were like grungy rock, and it was setting them apart from the other things that you were hearing on the radio at the time. And then it came as a shock when last semester I was sitting in my dorm. I had just finished a... Um, I believe I had just finished a phone call with my parents and like an hour passed. It was like 1130 at night and I opened up my phone to see that Taylor Hawkins passed away. So Taylor Hawkins is the current drummer of Foo Fighters. So essentially what happened was Kurt Cobain and 
Dave Grohl were best of friends in Nirvana. And obviously we have to take into account when these people pass away, not only does it affect the fan bases, but it also affects the people that they sat in hours of rehearsals with that became family to them, as well as obviously their own personal families. So I was sitting in my dorm and I saw it and I called my parents back and I was like, listen, like Taylor Hawkins just passed away. And like, I could just hear the gasp on the other side of the phone. And it was very sad for me because I, Foo Fighters was always a band that I wanted to see in concert. And in my opinion, although all four of, you know, including Taylor Hawkins are very talented, Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl make that band. Like visually, when you see videos of that band, those are the two musicians that make that band. And so it was just one of those moments where it's like, wow, like this is more than somebody passing away. Like this is history passing away. And now not only did it take the world by storm because most recently they had the live stream of the Wembley Stadium tribute concert where hundreds of musicians came around, uh, thousands of people attended. It was live streamed, this whole thing. Um, so not only is it revered in that sense, but yeah, he he truly was a, a fragment of history. And now it's just so sad because I think in a way um, it, it kind of, there's this weird negativity because there's this weird negative undertone to it because although now there's so much more of a conversation about drugs and and what they can do to your body, years ago, Dave Grohl lost Kurt Cobain to a, to a fight with drugs. And now here we are a couple decades later and he just lost his other best friend, um, Taylor Hawkins, to drugs. So it's just, it's really sad because now there, there's definitely more of an upfront conversation of what these things can do to the human body, but yet we're still seeing like this repetition of death. And I just think that's really wild. Um, and um, connecting to what Jane said about how um, like perspective of age and also to um, Michael Jackson, which Lauren brought up, Michael Jackson died when he was 50. And a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, like he didn't die too soon because it's like when, as I said, when we think artists that died too soon, we are usually thinking of like Amy Winehouse and like all of those people like that died in their 20s. But um, I also think that it's interesting to put in perspective that like for me, like dying at 50 you also um like died too soon in a certain way like um and you know like i just wanted i just thought it was interesting to put that in perspective because i feel like today especially if you're young you can lose perspective of ages really um really how can i say really easily you know um i feel like a lot of people think oh my god if you're like on your 40s you're like at the a at your at the end of your life and like you know sometimes you're gonna um that's not the true you know and i just thought it was really interesting how you brought that perspective of age aspect and i wanted to tie it to what lauren had said about michael jackson really quickly and i think it's safe to say too that any life that is lost to drugs or alcohol addiction whether you're a teenager whether you're in your 20s whether you're age 50 or over is a life lost too soon because it becomes this sickness that you think you need these substances to live a great life but the reality is you could have outlived yourself um if you hadn't gotten or if you hadn't sort of fallen under their spell to begin with 
something that comes to mind, uh, especially since, unfortunately, like one of the artists I looked at was Sylvia Plath and Robin Williams and like on tragic and Kurt Cobain actually topically too. So like a lot of them, they die either like deliberately because of overdosing or accidentally, but particularly in the cases where they die of suicide. Um, I remember there was a stretch of time, I forget how many years ago when Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain both committed suicide within, I want to say a month of each other. And like suicidologists looked at the statistics for the national trends and they saw that the, the coverage of that, which is often irresponsible and just kind of, I guess what people were going through privately, like made it so that their suicides had like a social contagion effect where like a lot of other people following the news ended up acting in the same way on their feelings. So I think part of the danger also of romanticizing suicide, especially in art um, and especially in kind of certain you can call them nihilistic cult followings of certain musicians. Not that like every fan of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana is that way, but s certain fans are. And um, speaking of suicides, I think you brought a really interesting point, which is, um, of course, like, I think that there is a, like, of course, like when you talk about suicide, it's also a very triggering topic for a lot of people. And, um, the amount of artists that died because of that is like not only artists but like the amount of people who died because of that is like insane and i think it's really interesting that you brought that up because we are right now we are recording this in september i don't know exactly when it's coming out but um there's the entire yellow september campaign that it's like to prevent suicide and talk about mental health so this actually is a really good episode to be talking about to be recording in this month and um when you've talk about artists that committed suicide, that killed themselves. The first person that comes to my mind is Avicii. Um, he died um, when he was 28, so he almost um, was in the 27 Club. But um, so Avicii, for those of you who don't know, he was a DJ. He was really famous. I think he got his peak kind of like in the beginning of the 2010s. He was from Sweden and... Um, his original name was Tim. Um, Avicii was just his artistic name. His team, his name was Tim Bergling. Bergling, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, and he had like a collection of hits. I can think of like the nights, the days, um, that seven years old song. Um, he he was really really famous. And I remember that when he died, it was a shock. Um, for those of you who don't remember it, he died in Oma, and at first there was no um, clear cause of the death. They just um, announced that he had died and um, was like, yeah, we don't know what, what caused the death. And then um, after some days or weeks, they released a statement saying that he had committed suicide. So um, I remember that's clearly the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of artists that kill themselves. Yeah, I mean, somebody else that comes to mind, and it, it's really sad, too, because it's sad, but it's also, it's also interesting how sometimes it takes... I don't want to say it takes, because you don't want anybody's life to be stolen from them too soon, but sometimes it takes, like, an artist passing away, or an actor, for that matter, for you to go back and listen to or appreciate their work. And somebody that I didn't really consider myself a fan of just because I didn't get a chance to really listen to his music was Mac Miller and Mac Miller also I believe that was accidental 
but he was still very abusive of his drugs and at a very young age and it just it it wrecked everybody like it wrecks people inside and i know that um now that he now that he is gone and with all the media that did go out about him and and the work that he put into his lyrics um you know i i am very open minded about the music that i listen to but i'll be honest like sometimes i listen to some rap music and i just i just think that the lyrics lack meaning i can't really bring myself to understand um why they're as respected as they are but then you listen to certain rap artists and their lyrics really have some depth to them and i think that i realized that in mac miller's music and you know you wonder too when you listen to the music that these people pour their hearts and souls out into if there are any like clues within them that give you an idea that they're not okay and like one of the things you know back to amy winehouse when she wrote the song rehab like people bop around to that song like even to this day like it's it's a great song and I'm sure she intended that juxtaposition of where it was supposed to be an upbeat pop hit but at the end of the day like that's someone who clearly needs help who's stumbling onto stages and then making a pop hit out of it and sort of once again going back to the glamorization aspect that like she's fine when she wasn't um so I know I mentioned Demi Lovato earlier too like you just never want to wake up to the news that, <clears throat> excuse me, an artist that you follow so intensely has lost their lives to drugs or to alcoholism. And I remember back in, I want to say it was 2017, maybe I have the date wrong, the year wrong. But I remember when I came home from like being a camp counselor, I must have been like 16 or something, 16, 17. And my sister came into the room and was like, did you hear just hear what happened? Like Demi Lovato overdosed on drugs and like they don't know her condition. And I literally again, once again, I can paint that vivid picture of me standing in my kitchen and like. I bursted into tears because I was like, I don't know, like, what do I even do with this? Like, this is somebody that I've been following since I'm a little girl. They're still so young. And thankfully, Demi Lovato was able to to, to come out the other side of it, like so many, unfortunately, are not. But at that time, like, it was just like a dagger through my heart. I was like, what? I can't imagine a world where I can't, like, look forward to the new music that this artist is putting out. Like, these artists become parts of our lives. Yeah, and I agree like with what you're saying and also to go off of what you were saying about like lyrics that, you know, I think you sh- could could have been a sign of something not being okay. Um like one person that I immediately think of when it comes to this podcast like topic. Um it's kind of not as mainstream, but he's still very influential in certain genres is Elliot Smith. Um he's like does like indie folk kind of stuff he's most indie folk artists like say that he's their inspiration like that's usually where it comes from he died at 34 34 um in los angeles and it was he died like he had a tumultuous relationship with drugs and alcohol um and you know definitely wrote about about a lot of issues with the prevalence of drugs in places like Los Angeles. Um, and even like, you know, it's obvious that he had struggles with mental health. Like one of his songs were literally called like everything means nothing to me, like stuff that should have been, but the interesting, not, I don't want to say interesting, but I can't think of another word right now. 
um, thing about his situation is that he died of two stab wounds to the chest. Um, and to this day, the autopsy was inconclusive of whether or not it was self-inflicted or done by somebody else. So I've seen with it being September and suicide prevention awareness is very prevalent. And like I see people on TikTok posting about Elliot Smith and it just brings in, cause I've always fell down a huge rabbit hole about Elliot Smith. He's one of my favorite artists ever. And, um, you know, he was in a kind of abusive relationship with his girlfriend and you know I'm not gonna sit here like knowing nothing about the situation and make accusations but I know that there's a debate as to whether or not he did it or whether or not his girlfriend did it and there's a whole investigation that people but nothing has ever been um has never come of that but yeah that's definitely one person I think of when we're talking about people who died too soon because I think he was literally in the middle of creating an album so they like found it in like I think I forget the name about of the album, but it's been released and it's just like a compilation of the stuff that was unfinished and they're practically finished songs and stuff like that. And they're really good songs on this album, but it just was never released because he died. So, yeah, I welcome, I welcome that input because I think it's important that you mentioned, although um, that artist was not considered your mainstream person that was there on the radio when you turn the dial these are still lives that are being lost and i think that there's people in all different stages of of whatever the word fame means uh there are two words that i struggle with a little bit in defining and that's fame and popularity i don't really know why those words exist because i think they're so triggering to certain people when they're trying to discover who they want to be in life on a, on a regular normal citizen scale and then when you get up to a scale of being considered um like famous let's say um but i think it's important because there are people at all different stages let's just dumb it down to the music industry for now that you know maybe their music hasn't even reached your ears yet maybe they're that person that's sitting in their you know basement you know producing their own music like slamming their fists on the table like when is someone going to pick this up? When, like the, like when is someone going to, when is my music going to reach somebody's ears? And it's like, there's still not enough being done to support society, but support the, um, both, I think the music and also the acting industries where both industries have had such a tumultuous relationship with, um, abusing drugs and alcohol for years and years. Okay, so now I wanted to jump into a new topic under the conversation, which is artists that died too soon due to causes that were not related to alcohol, drugs, mental health, any of that. And for that, I wanted to bring to the table two artists that are from Brazil, because if you who are listening to this don't know, I am an international student from Brazil. And um, um, one of these artists is from my parents' generation and the other artist is from my generation. So the artist that I brought that is from my parents' generation is a band called Mamonas Assassinas. That's their name in Portuguese. Um, I looked up in Google and it says that their name in English would be Killer Big, ba Killer Big Breasts. But I don't know if that's correct, honestly. So um, let's just go with Mamonas Assassinas. Um, they were a rock band in Brazil in the 1980s and in the 1990s. There were five members to that band and they had um, their success skyrocketed. They were like really, really famous. They were everywhere. 
Um, it was it wasn't possible to escape them if you were a teenager at that time, and um, they had a very tragic death um, in a plane accident. They were um, they were in a plane and the plane crashed and they all died on that plane accident. And I remember that. I don't remember it because I wasn't alive, but my parents remembered that it was a really big commotion at the time. Um, like the entire country was in grief because they were really, really famous. And um, as I said, I wasn't alive at the time, but um, I, a couple years ago, I went to the Olympics in Rio and um, there, one of the things that I did was to watch um, a play that was about the Mamonas Assassinas and um, how they were really, really successful. On that play, specifically, they didn't talk about the death, but um, I, I'm bringing it up here just to mention how important they were for the country's culture, basically. Um, and the other artist that I wanted to bring up, uh, and that's an artist from my generation, I would say, is Marília Mendonça. She died last year, um, I don't remember right now if it was in November or in December, but she died in the end of the year. And it was also in a plane accident. She um, was a country artist in Brazil. Um, Brazil has its own country um, genre that we call sertanejo. I'm not going to go into like the differences because that would be like too long. That would take too long to explain. But um, she was a country artist and she was really important because she was one of the first women um in brazil that like were really really successful singing about um women things within the country genre so um she would think about being a woman and cheating or being a woman and finding out that a man cheated on their wife with you or being a woman and being cheated by your husband or your boyfriend and all of that. And she would also talk about um, the imperfections. Like, for example, she would speak against um, beauty patterns and all of that. So she was a very important artist, not only because she was famous, but also because of, her, of how she advocated for women's rights in Brazil. And this one, I was alive already, so I remember it. Um, how big the commotion was um, and I remember that her funeral was like packed with people um, like a, a lot of fans it was just like on that week I feel like you couldn't go on social media if you were Brazilian of course you couldn't go on social media um, and not see anyone posting about that and uh, a really interesting thing that happened, though, was that even after she died, she still continued to make history because, um, you know, like she was a very packed, a very successful artist. So she had already things planned um, for like months to come. So magazine covers with interviews, um, songs that she was going to release, a makeup um, not a makeup brand, but like a makeup line that she was going to release. Um, and all of those things were released. And that's what I think was really f uh, interesting because it showed that even after her death, she continued to matter and her dreams continued to be accomplished. And in the 2022 Grammy Awards, when they were doing the tribute part, um, she was one of the person that one of one of the people that they remembered. So um, I just wanted to bring these two cases because I don't want to make it sound like artists only die too soon if they have problems with drugs and alcohol. Unfortunately, sometimes a person can be perfectly fine in terms of mental health and still end up dying. So um, I thought it was um, interesting to add the conversation with this information.
Yeah, I think that's really important that you brought up that point. I appreciate that. Um, two other people that I thought of while you were um, talking about those artists from Brazil, and I'll make it quick because everybody knows about these artists, is one is John Lennon, that we all know the story that happened with John Lennon. Um, to a certain extent, it's it, it'll carry... It has relevancy. It'll have relevancy forever because he's one of the best, you know, music artists out there. And obviously he was a member of the Beatles. But the person that did kill him keeps seeking like parole and was denied parole for the 12th time um, either today or yesterday. And like that was in the news. So still um, that tragic day, you know, the people who were alive during that time, I'm sure hearing those headlines replay in their in their minds and I just think it's crazy that this person who's who's obviously insane who took John Lennon's life just continues to think that he deserves like some sort of parole and like it's it's taken him 12 times to realize that every time the answer is going to be no um and then somebody else that comes to mind is Selena who has a very similar situation in which she her life was taken by another erratic fan who just claimed that you know they loved her so much or they were seeking some sort of attention and that was tragic I mean she was a huge um Spanish artist that that people revered and again at the peak of her career she you know just wanted to live her life and live out the fame that she rightfully deserved from the from the hits that she was pumping out and, you know, in a split second, unfortunately, someone had their eyes on her. And I think the worst feeling, too, is like thinking that you, the management that surrounds you and relying on your family to keep you protected. And then how much that protection um, kind of gets threatened as you become more and more in the public eye. I think that's also something that probably causes a ton of stress uh, among artists. But those are just two other people that I wanted to mention. Yeah, and I think that it's a good point to make to mention those who died not because of suicide or drugs or an alcohol um, abuse, but also another one that I thought of as well as Raphael was speaking um, was the indie rock band Hers. Um, I don't know if you guys know of them, but it's kind of, it's. I feel like a lot of the times what happens with these people that pass away early is that they kind of like after their death kind of gain a cult following in a way um and i feel like hers is one of those bands that's 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 happened to um but similarly to what you were talking about uh it's a it was a band it was a duo and they were in like a tour bus it was they were on tour and they were in the tour bus I don't even think it was necessarily a bus because they were such a small band, but it was like a van probably. And um, they were in the car. It was the two guys and their tour manager and they got into a head on collision. Um, and it like, it says and subsequent vehicle fire. So I guess the, it resulted in a fire and all three of them lost their lives, unfortunately. And I think that that was a really tragic loss because they were, did I say how old they were? I don't know if I did. The guys were, where did it go? Um, they were 24 and 25, so like super, super young to have gone through. And they were gaining popularity very quickly. And then, like, this is a common theme. It's like people gain popularity very quickly. Obviously, there's nothing 
you know, there's no correlation with that in this situation. But I think that that's really tragic in the sense of all that that was lost in that, like, you know, just a car crash. Something that comes to mind is Freddie Mercury, like dying of AIDS. And because uh, I was listening to NPR the other day, not to brag or anything, but like I was listening to NPR and they played, and I'm sure maybe you guys have heard this because it got popular kind of recently, but like old clips of Ronald Reagan's press conferences where journalists, certain journalists who, you know, are kind of upholding the virtues of journalism are asking him about, hey, there's this thing called AIDS that's going around. Um, do you plan on doing anything about it? And he kind of, remarks like something to the effect of like well i don't think anybody here has to worry about that like like nobody here is gay nobody here has to worry about any of that so like and i'm, I'm kind of glad we're not talking about like the drug abuse suicide deaths anymore because like even though it's still kind of tragic like it's not it's not as sad as like certain deaths are less sad than others when they come more suddenly i guess i don't know Anyway, so Freddie Mercury came to mind, and then Princess Diana came to mind also, just because of the death of the Queen, and uh, and all of the Instagram memes that I've been seeing that have been like Diana like throwing shade on the Queen after her death. I don't know if, if we want to go there, but uh, that came to mind too. It's like I feel like I feel like a sudden death like that almost crystallizes the fame that they have and the goodwill that they have in that moment, and almost like reifies them like as like it make like canonizes them makes them saints in a way um in our like secular culture the celebrities are kind of royalty and saints yeah and um you talked about freddie mercury you talked about diana and um jane was saying about the car accident and she said oh it was just a car accident and that's i feel like the just yeah i don't i don't mean to make it sound like that's not a horrible thing either no but but i want to i want to highlight the just because it shows how sometimes life can be unpredictable and that reminds me of another artist um she died at, tw at 34 um um, and I'm talking about Sophie. I don't know if any of you know who that is, but she was a trans woman and she was from Scotland and she was an artist that she was more kind of alternative, but in her field, she was very successful and she died from an accidental fall. So, you know, it was a regular day. Everything was going perfectly and she fell and died. It wasn't, wasn't she like, I'm pretty sure she just was obsessed with like the moon too. I think she was like on a tree looking at the moon and fell out of the tree. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. If she was looking at the moon or not, I don't know, but her death is officially labeled as an accidental fall. And that just shows how um, life is really unpredictable sometimes. So we thank everybody for joining us in this conversation. Obviously, this was a heavy conversation. I think even recounting some of the stories of artists that weren't even from our lifetimes, whether they were, um, whether they passed away for drug and alcohol related reasons or not, it definitely is a heavy conversation. We have goals this semester of sort of varying the types of conversations that we have. So next time you hear from us, um, we'll give you our promise that the topic will be a little bit more a little lighter. Um, but what I will say is because we did touch on substance abuse and we did touch on suicide in this episode, um, there are numbers depending on where you live that you can call to get help for uh, alcohol and drug abuse. It's never too late to ask for help. 
Um, like I said, the, the numbers sort of vary depending on, on your region. So I'm not going to share a whole list of numbers, but there is help out there. And I also wanted to share that there is now like a suicide hotline, three digit number, which is nine, eight, eight. So if you need any sort of help, even if you feel like there's no one there, nobody's alone, people care about you. And, uh, yeah, this has been press play and we'll see you in our next episode.